Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. Calgary Flames game day down in Los Angeles kicking off a little road trip, four games, six nights, Kings this evening, Ducks, Sharks, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, Seattle. So from uh, late starts, 8.30 tonight, 8 o'clock Wednesday, 8.30 on Thursday, a little 5 o'clock for you on Saturday. Right? So just when you're kind of getting your mm-hmm. your clock. Just when you switch to Pacific time, they're going to go. Your internal clock early. there. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, weird, right? What? Because, of course, Seattle not in the Pacific. No, they, they, they're they in the east, yeah. yeah. I'll have to go five. Let's, uh, is a Pearl Jam concert after? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, right? Well, I'm ga- <laughs> Seattle. What else do they do? Guests of the show, join us on the hotline for Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza. With the rewards program, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive. Uh, it's Boomer. There's Pinder. That's uh, Patty Dumas over in the uh, in the other room there. Now, coming up, hour number three. Uh, I'll tell you what, you guys. Uh-oh. You guys. How was your Friday morning, Dean? I think I know where you're going here. We have a group chat <laughs> that's for, it's it's yeah, called Morning Show. And we've rotated the eight producers we've had in the last two Yeah, weeks we've had to the, add and delete a lot of people to yeah, it. And there's but, that guy with the long arms is in there. I think yeah. like, he's gone now. now I think little, he just left. We didn't kick him out. There were as many as five or six at one point. There's now only three. Yeah. And two of the three were very enthralled with the, the the soccer dealings on Friday. A lot of pots on Friday morning. Horrible timing. I had my spacesuit workout. Yeah, I don't even know. I like, needed Patty to relay information to me as it was happening live. I couldn't watch it. I was busy getting yoked, Dean. Like, what were you guys doing? <laughs> we're trying to figure out who Canada's playing at the World Cup, Dean. We weren't all uh, adults in 1986 like you were, huh? Well, I was pretty dialed in. With it for sure. I don't even know if they had televised. I don't know if they televised. <laughs> but, but we're excited. Okay. Sorry. Canada still have a shot at being in the opener. Pinder. Are we done the A's now? Dumas. Yeah, because of the U.S. being drawn into Group B. Actually, that's not true. We'll see. Pinder. I'm away from the TV. Update me. Dumas. Got you. Canada has a real shot at being in the opener. Oh, Pinder. Group a be good. Still pot three. Dumas. Korea into Group H. Now pot four. Pinder, can Cameroon go A? Dumas, no, group A. And no for Cameroon. Well, actually, send. Ecuador into group A, send. Dutch lock out, though, send. Only E, F, G, or H for Canada, send. Hope for F or H, send. Down to F, G, or H, send. Punch me in the face. Guys, fellas! <laughs> you can mute the what chat. What are we doing? You can mute the chat. Dumont, do you see this string of text that <laughs> you sent? <laughs> I needed help. I asked. I said, I'm away from a do screen. Do you need Update that kind me. of detail? I needed all those Canada's details. Canada's going into blank with bliggity well, bliggity. But when the USA draw, they were group B, the group A for Canada would be unbelievable. No group A, send. 
and no for Cameroon. Send. Well, actually, send. Ecuador into Group A. Send. Dutch lock out, though. They send. Do, yeah. Only Group E, F, G, or H for Canada. Send. Hope for F or H. Send. Down to F, G, or H. Send. Like Canada in Group F with Belgium, Morocco, and Serbia. Send. Pinder. Serbia. Tense face emoji. Send. Dubai. Sorry. Croatia. Send. Ha, ha, ha. Send. Definitely don't want to mix those up. Yeah, those Send. Countries go to war against each other. It's not really. You can confuse those two. Silver flag. I'm going to go out and have a smoke, and I don't smoke, but I'm going to find some smokes well, and learn <laughs> and start smoking. Cause, There's a uh, lot of closet smokers here. Just go smell their fingers. Start of hour three, Peter Galindo is going to join us. And you guys can get all your Serbia, Cameroon no. goodness that you want. Belgium, Croatia, Morocco. Whatever. Definitely don't want to mix those up. Send. <laughs> Mute your chat. Send. How about Ecuador in Group A, though? Hey, Patty? That's the spot we like, wanted. Whoa. That's what we wanted. We wanted Group A, Dean. I just can't believe Korea. Group H? <sighs> that ruined my weekend. Hmm. Very, very quiet now. Only talking on the texts. Uh, hey, Dumas, that's it. Not out loud on the radio show. Patty, you can defend hey, yourself. That's just fine. Just in the WhatsApp. You know what, hey, boom, I was really excited, man. Hey, that was a fun time for me on Friday. Yeah. I mean, it was I, painful I, I, watching that damn ceremony. It, but, it was a but, really, it was like an hour 30 lead in. Oh, that's a lot. Stupid. There was a lot of canned applause and translators and. 36 years and we're the last team picked out of the damn pot. Okay. Come on. All right. Uh, so hour three. For all, for everyone that's uh, dying for that. For Glinda to the ball. <laughs> then that's uh, that's coming up. Also on Friday. Now, again, uh, nope. you know, not to say one's more important than the other. Everybody's yeah. very dying. I get it. A lot of people dial in for the saga. That's good. Uh, but I, I don't know. It was, it was kind of surprising, you know, shocking, surprising, didn't see it coming kind of news from uh, Brad Treliving as he announced that uh, Sean Monaghan. He will be undergoing a season-ending surgery on his other hip. We've sort of found out about this here in the last couple of days. I did some consulting here yesterday and the determination was made that uh, he'll get it repaired and and, uh, we'll be ready for training camp next year. Ready for training camp? I mean, timeline, Trilliving, not a doctor, but... Last year he had the same procedure and I think he was like four and a half months that he was going. Now, you know, basically the first couple of weeks, there's not a whole lot going on, and then they get right into it. What I found with it, even with him last year, when he had the procedure, you know, literally two days later, they're doing movement on the bike, and they get you moving right away. But the first couple of weeks, it's just movement, and then they get into the therapy. And one thing you know with Sean, he's going to attack it hard, and, and he'll be back. So, man, it's a laundry list of of injury and here's the thing injuries is one thing Mm -hmm. and going under the knife is another Mm -hmm. you ever had surgery Uh, yeah yeah like four or five right i mean that doesn't count here vasectomy no no i wasn't counting that that. doesn't count. no it was the other yeah it's the reassignment (laughs) great i'm glad i asked i I don't want to go through that many surgeries. Whether I'm no, highly paid, no. I mean, would I do it? I, yeah, you're going to do it. But that's, 
that stinks. That sucks. And a lot of people are thinking, well, A, is this why we've seen a offensive decline? It's been evident on the ice that he's not moving. He's not the same player. Mm. Is it a, what's, it's probably a combination, but are we talking genetics? Are you talking, genetics. well, in, in terms of the when you DNA, well, that's, but it's true, dude, that like, it's, are you more injury more, prone than other fellows? I don't know. Is it bad luck? I don't know. I don't know that all hockey players have double hip surgeries by 27. That's sort of a thing that can run in the family that can be a genetic thing. And it can also be one of those things that it, he wouldn't be the first player to have something like that that just starts and you're never the same. Now, Treliving went on, uh, he was made no no bones about it. This is a guy, despite all of the, the surgeries and all of that, you come back. He's battled some things. It's unfortunate. The good news in here is he's got a lot of time to get this addressed. He had his other hip done last year, and it feels great. He's doing wonderful with it. This is now sort of the next challenge for him. When your body's telling you you can't do it, you can't do it. We'll get it fixed, and, uh, and we'll move forward. I'm reading in. You could kind of tell by the tone of both Daryl and Treliving mm-hmm. talking about it. It sounded very much like Monaghan wanted to play through this that he did not that right that he did not it was very much that look you're hurt we need to do this you need to get it repaired uh sean's still a young man i don't know i know he's been through a lot but i know now he's got a lot of time to get this addressed and taken care of and he'll be back you know he he when you got an injury you can't you got to get it taken care of but i can't say enough good things about the guy he's going to be here he's going to be around his teammates he he wants to be we're working through when the procedure is going to happen, but it'll be fairly soon, and then he'll do his rehab here um, because he's a big part of that locker room. We'll get into so, kind of the other aspect of it here in a moment. Uh, people ask you, so what, is this something that's been going on? When did it happen? Led to believe that this is something that happened recently. Yes, I thought there was a suggestion that it was overtime against L.A. potentially. Yeah, that this was not – he, he – he doesn't, uh, he doesn't complain or gripe about things. He just plays. But even he came out last week and said, there's something not right here. Because hmm. so, I think a lot of fans are saying, why didn't you get this done months ago? It's been obvious, this whole thing. That's seemingly not the case. That there was an injury recently leading to this. They went and got an MRI, and Daryl like, yeah, you, know, you get a, a shot for it, and you kind of work on it, and get into some work with the doctors and the trainers on non-game days and you uh, you deal with it, but that's not what's happening here. This, this look, there's there, and there are two things. There's been criticism of him as a player, and then there's how beloved he is as a teammate and the amount of effort he's put in and all of that. I, there seems to be confusion for some people that, that those aren't the same thing, and, and, and they absolutely are. You can have horrible results and be a good human. And that's kind of what I think people are forgetting here is that if you've been critical of Sean's play, that doesn't mean you think he's a bad guy. You're just being really honest about the results and the production and what we used to expect and what we've come to expect. And when you see a guy play his way from number one center down to healthy scratch, number one power play, off special teams, in the press box, 
you're not attacking someone's character by pointing out the results aren't good. And, and there seems to be confusion about that from people that should know better. Uh, Brad Treliving defending Sean Monaghan. I know Sean's faced a lot of criticism. I think a lot of it is bullshit out there, to be perfectly honest with you. This guy plays through a lot of things. And for people to challenge or question him, I think is wrong. Most people out there couldn't play through a third of what he has. And he keeps it to himself. So this isn't stuff where people are forcing him out in the ice. I don't know how long it's been bothering him. He's gotten treatment like everybody gets treatment. In the last couple of days, he said, I got a problem here. So once you say you got a problem, we go and get it looked at and it needs to get taken care of. And one more. You go in that room right there. There's 23 guys that love the kid. He wears a letter for a reason. He's had a different role. That's, that's the best way to put it this year than last or, or the previous seven or eight in his career. He went about it with a smile on his face and just went to work. Never bitched or complained, doesn't whine. What can I do to help the team win? That's, that's what Sean Monahan's all about. And unfortunately, sometimes your body doesn't allow you to do certain things. So I, I'll piggyback what you said. I, and, and again, is, are, are we in that group that, that Treliving's talking about that have criticized Sean Monahan? Of course we well, are. Well, his play, but that's fine. I mean, if you think it's okay to play from number one C to four and we can't be critical of someone's play, that'd be crazy. But we've never attacked the guy's character. All we've talked about is how you haven't heard peep from him whining about his role diminishing and that it can't be easy for him. You've got to tip your cap for how he's behaved. He's not made this an issue. He could have. The, to watch him play... We, we have said that the, the, the stark contrast of where he was to where he clearly is, he, he, he cannot get there. He could not get there. He looks slow. It's, it's labored, skating up and down the ice. The one tool he had is no longer there. And the one thing that I think we've been very clear about is that this isn't a player who looks like he's dogging it or is lazy. It looks like a guy who's trying but can't get there. And how frustrating that must be for the player because it's not like he was drafted and then didn't live up to expectation. He came into the league and actually exceeded expectation, made the team early, scored goals, plenty of them early, led that draft class in goals. I think it was, what, two years ago that McKinnon passed him? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. So it's not like he doesn't know the feeling of being an NHLer who can be an elite goal scorer. He was that. And, you know, elite to very good goal score, whatever you want to do. Well, elite skill for sure. Right? He was a finisher. He was a guy who was, he was, you had to, you had to take account Sean Monaghan if you were visiting or an opposing team when he was on the ice and in the slot. And it went away. And I, it's not because he's lazy. It's not because he's taking it for granted. It's not because he's highly paid. It's, his body is... His body is turning on him. He cannot get there. So the defense, and I don't care, the defense has never been about the character. Is he trying or anything? It's just been, as you say, he has not been able to keep up or perform at the level that he was, and he has deserved the demotions that he's gotten based on play, not on anything else. No, I don't think the coach dislikes him or there's a riff there or there's message sending. This is merit-based. You play your way into the press box, injured or not, like we're going to talk about your production. There's lots of great guys in the American Hockey League. If it's just about good guys, you've got a totally different looking league. Production matters. There's been almost none of it for two and a half years. And I do feel for the guy. And I said this before we knew he was hurt. You go from being a guy that can score 30 goals to you can't get a sniff 
on a nightly basis. What did we say? It was his first point in 14 or 15 games. Mm-hmm. He's out there for all of those games. He's a guy that was contributing, was one of the faces of the franchise to then being a healthy scratch behind closed doors on a personal level. That has to be incredibly humbling and disappointing. Tough. So now the question is, you get your hip fixed, you're ready for training camp. Daryl had basically talking about the the disappointment level, but the timing, if if there's any good news, is that it's getting done now. So Sean yesterday, I'm disappointed for him. Basically the same injury that he had last year on the other side. It's too bad he put in all that work. But at least he's ahead of the curve and get it done sooner than he did last year. Yeah, and the elephant in the room is, is that no one wants to talk about here. They need his money next year. You can't pay a fourth-line center what he's making in the last year. Well, before deal. we go there, start. I was going to say, what's the realistic expectation that now after two major hip surgeries in two years – what Sean Monahan are you getting? Well, he showed up here coming off a hip surgery in the offseason, and we asked about his status in camp, and they eased him in, but he was ready to go. So I think what you saw coming out of camp is probably what you should expect to see coming out of camp coming up. I don't think it's much different. I'm not well, expecting only- him to turn into a top two centerman scoring 30 again. I know that. Yeah, but he, he's ahead He's ahead of where he was, though, in terms of time. Sure. He, he missed those, so you're months ahead. But it wasn't but still- as if he was not ready to go when the regular season started. He was. They talked about it. They, 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 he had a he had a little bit of a lighter load in the preseason, but th- this was not a like oh he'll be ready in November. He was ready for opening night. And two, and two hip surgeries. Yeah, with the wrist, with the I, other wrist surgery, with all the other stuff that's happened. I don't know what you exp- what what is a realistic expectation for him, for fans, for coach, for team, for anybody. I just I don't know. That you see this, the thirty goal Sean Monahan again. Listen, Science is great. You, you, want, you know what the, the you, realistic expectation is here? If Gaudreau and Kachuk are back, he's not. You cannot spend that kind but of again, money. But again, that, but that's that's the I'm I'm saying is if I you mean, take it in step by step. Yeah. Like, contract status, how much he makes, the player. Why would I? I'm just thinking of players in the past, and there's 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 a number of them. You think of. That, uh, I mean, Kessler. Remember that picture, the Kessler? And it's a different injury, of course, but it's that hip where you just saw the ball in the socket. He's never going to play again. I don't know what the long-term NHL prognosis is for Sean Monaghan. Because right now it feels like he's kind of hanging on with one bad hip, then with two, and bad, is, is it repaired? Sure. But I'm not led to believe that this is the type of a thing, like a wrist or a shoulder or whatever, it's where it's a break, you come back and, oh, you're good as new. I don't think hips, I don't think you get that kind it of It wasn't recovery. good as new when he came back this year. He wasn't good as new two years ago. I mean, I think our expectations of what he should look like should be what we've seen recently, not what we saw four years ago. Yeah. I don't know why you'd look at four years ago and think that's something that, is is where we like the, what happens most recently matters most, and I understand he's not thirty five. We're not talking about aging curve stuff, but it's been pretty hard to watch the last three regular seasons where he struggled mightily to score at even strength and think that he's going to suddenly do that again. And then there is, you, you take all of that out of it for fans. The business side is like you say, 
He has a contract for next season. His current deal will end. He will make $6.375 million. He's on LTIR right now. It doesn't doesn't much matter. Oh, why couldn't he do this before the trade that? No, he wasn't. Uh, he, yeah, wasn't wasn't hurt enough. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to suggest he's not playing through stuff like yeah. other guys in the league aren't. Like when you heard Chris Tanev last year, all the crap he was playing through, but he got shut down because it got beyond a threshold. That's why now. So where does that leave everybody? Well, the guy, the player is getting surgery and is rehabbing all summer. That's your summer. Enjoy it. Are you doing your whatever yoga balls and yeah, no thanks. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you're just being really cold-hearted and logical about this. Probably doesn't make moving that cap it any easier. I don't know how a buyout works when someone's hurt. It doesn't. I don't know when he's healthy enough for that conversation to happen. I don't know what you'd have to attach to Sean Monahan to move the last year of his deal. And because I'm talking about that doesn't mean he's a bad guy or that he's not trying because I don't think those things are true. And it doesn't mean that I think his teammates don't like him. I just think you cannot allocate nearly $6.5 million for someone who is essentially giving you replacement level fourth line center. The equivalent of what someone on PTO could come in and give you. Like the Brad Richardson sweepstakes. Yeah, which takes me back Where to Where does the... Monaghan end and Richardson begin in terms of like how who's better than the other? They're in the same pool for me, and one guy's making near league men, and the other guy's going to bank six and a half next year. You cannot afford to do that if you're going to give a raise to Manjapani, to Shillington, who's earned one, to keep Johnny Gaudreau in Calgary, to get a new contract for Matthew Kachuk, to keep Eric Branson in the fold. There is way too much financial need to give to keep those people around than for him to be here. I can't see it all happening. And you'd hate to lose a top six player at the expense of a fourth line center. So well, I mean all that's true, man. Like I can't I'm try and cover all the bases and you try and because that is that a uh, a cynical view? Perhaps, but it's a realistic view. You don't think they have the, the, the whiteboard in the GM's office with cap hits and how much money, like budgets? They, they're going through with all this stuff. Which is why I go back to what I was saying about what what Sean Monahan are you getting on the other side? And I'm with you. I just don't think you're going to see a return to form from five years ago. I think you get a guy who is now close to 30. He'll be 28 with a ton of miles on the chassis in terms of injuries and surgeries and whatnot. If there is a general manager of the 32 in this league that thinks there's a 30-goal chance, you move this guy for an asset, not with an asset. I don't think that trade exists. It's the last year of a deal. It's going to have to be a... If, if, if he's going elsewhere, someone that's buying low, fresh start, change of scenery is what... We talked about a lot. Rhett mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not impossible, but if, if you think that's a real possibility, he gets traded for assets, not with assets. I feel for the kid. Yeah, it sucks. For, uh, He's supposed to be in his prime. This I is not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, I, and I do. I feel for everybody. It's a first-round pick. Flames need him. He needs to be better. He's making a lot of money. That's great. He's never going to want for anything in his life. He's been making a lot of money for a long time. But in terms of a guy who's in his 20s and this has been his life, it must, it must suck to feel like the only reason it's not there 
is not because of your mental makeup. It's not your willingness to work out no, and be fit and a eat great right. Pro. It's just not there anymore, it appears. And again, very important to note, been really, really good about all this in the sense that when James Neal, for example, was here and the role wasn't what he expected, body language, um, reading between the lines, it was very clear he was not happy. Mm-hmm. And that was not someone that was fun to be around in the room that year by some accounts. So that's how it can go on the other side. That's not what's happening here. Going to be a lot of fans doing their CBA. So if a player's injured, what, in terms of trades, under the cap how do you, how do you buy out? Can you buy then out? Then is there insurance LTIR money? How does that work? LTIR. Yeah. Not ideal. No. We uh, will break here. We'll come back. Other things going on. Uh, old men yelling at clouds. Is that what we had What we had over the course of the weekend? It sounds like it. Uh, and other hockey stuff from the weekend. The Ironman streak for Yandel is over. That, you would think, would be a tough conversation to have. Mm. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Boomer in the morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Calgary. Masters coming up this week. Augusta National. Our boy Luke Elvey on the way. Well, you're there. Oh, he's there. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for it. Tiger, 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 can't, tiger. Can't talk to him. Tiger, tiger. And now you're the, the mastermind behind our master's pool. That's right. For years, Dean. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a no. lot. This year I just said, uh, template one, click, and there it is. It's done. So how does this, it's like, a, it's like I think a lot of people are familiar with football, fantasy football, fantasy hockey, drafts, this sort of thing. How does this mm-hmm. master's pool work? Well, essentially, you click the link we've splashed out on social media. That'll be up on sportsnet.ca soon enough. Okay. Slash 960. If it's not already, uh, that'll bring you to the office pool's landing page. You will enter a team name, your email, and then you will pick two of the favorites. Four from the pot B and two from pot C. And those eight players will represent you in our Masters Pool for Calgary Lock and Safe with all kinds of great prizing. Nice. $500 Visa gift card. That won't hurt. Calgary Lock and Safe, thanks for uh, doing this for us. You know, stepping up. Dozens of safes in their showroom. Keep your winnings safe. Secure anything that's valuable, dangerous, or secret. Calgary Lock and Safe. So obviously before, uh, before tee-off. You've got some time, morning, you're gonna but it's Monday now, and then Thursday's coming after. It's not tomorrow. Or I have got after, uh, so. three in the morning Thursday is the cutoff mountain time. So, so don't wait. You're not going to find out anything. No, the field's set. shattering between now and then. Just go do it. Yes. Who do you like? I like everyone. I mean, it's... Oh, there you go. So the guy having the best year is Scotty Scheffler, the young Texan. Makes it look easy. John Rahm's a guy that has been number one in the world for a bit until Scheffler dethroned him. He's been having some great play, and he's kind of in that spot where he's played Augusta enough. It, it, it feels like one of those courses where you need to pay your dues before you get the result. Corey Connors, the Canadian, striking the ball brilliantly. And then, there, you know, the rest of the favors, favorites, the JTs, the DJs, the and Rory, if he wants to be right, that's the career slam for him. Lots of great storylines. Oh, no, yeah, this uh, young fellow named... Uh, Eldrick Woods is practicing this week. Now, did you uh, 
Do you say it's free, Tanner? It is free, Tanner, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I have to pay, but everyone else is free. I pay you for the have pool. to pay? I got to pay for the pool. Oh, as, like, as the, uh, the organizer. That's right, yeah. I'm sure you'll get that reimbursed. That'll be no problem. Oh, I mailed it. Well, you don't mail cash? What do you mean? Yeah. Of course that didn't arrive. That'll be an easy one for sure. Yeah. Now, I... I get criticized for being an old fart. Yeah. You know, none of it fair. Mm. I'm hip. Hip. I'm very, uh, I'm very down with the kids. Hey, fellow kids. Young people. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one made the rounds on the weekend. This was a big one. Now, we all know Trevor Zegers, one <laughs> of the more exciting young, and he's rookie, Years of excitement and highlight reel plays to come. We saw what he did at the uh, the All Star, like ridiculous amount of ability from this kid. And on the weekend, did the uh, did the Michigan? We all know what the Michigan is: scoop the puck like a lacrosse play, <laughs> fired into the net. He's done it before. He did it again. And this time, it didn't sit well, as the Arizona Coyotes and the Ducks playing on the weekend. Jay Beagle didn't like it. Tyson Nash, former Coyote, St. Louis Blue, Kamloops Blazer. And you know what? I, I know to be a good guy. Is the color voice of the, uh, on the Coyotes broadcast. And this is Jay Beagle of the Coyotes taking exception for... Uh, well, we don't know what he was upset that, about, but he was ready to fight. Yeah. Jay Beagle caught Troy Terry with a couple. Well, and that's the problem sometimes with these young players. You, you want to embarrass guys, and you want to skill it up, you better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Beagle wants to go with Fowler. I think Fowler wants to go with him. Oh, I'd love to see him let him go. Well, I haven't seen Jay Beagle like that all season. He, he's fired up. I love it. Good for Jay Beagle. He's a veteran player that's been around a long time, and he's watching these young kids dance around, these fancy moves. That, from Tyson Nash, made that caused some waves. Yeah, more than Beagle, to be honest. Truly. Yeah, Jay Beagle is the guy who came into the crease, cross-checked a player. Troy Terry comes in, and, Go time. and Beagle just starts firing. Actually cut him. Troy Terry didn't play last night in the Ducks. You see his face, by the way? Facial lacerations. Did you see it? I'll send you the picture. I've seen it. It's disturbing. Yeah. So Beagle pissed off, fights Terry, wants to fight everybody. and Which isn't really who he is over his career. It's It's, not. It's here and there. He's a a blue-collar, hard-working, pretty honest guy. I mean, for sure, don't do that. For sure. Like when it's over, you could stop punching. That's what we saw Wayne Simmons do that. You see that that's the real code. If Tyson Nash wants to talk about code, you got a guy buckled and it's over. Don't keep throwing. But Tyson Nash with the uh I mean, that's pretty old, moldy mothball kind of a take. No matter because we've heard that before, right? It's it was Tortorella. You think Don Cherry back in the day, John Tortorella doesn't like that. Uh, Berkey didn't like the bunch of jerks, uh the celebrating it center ice that sort of thing so it's not the first time we've seen some guys uh take issue with some of the some of the things that younger guys are doing but to pummel a guy because you're sour because one of his teammates 
scored a lacrosse goal on you. Well, and that's an assumption, too. We're, we're assuming that's why he scrapped. We don't know. But that's what Tyson Nash is insinuating. Yeah, fair enough. And, you know, I don't want to – this isn't putting Jay Beagle on trial. These things happen time to time. But Nash's justification and cheerleading of it is complete bullshit because – Oh, these guys are more skilled than us. Like you're, you're. Oh, that you're going to skill it up. Do we not want skill in sport? Like Tyson Nash, if the league is yours, is it just all six six two fifty guys? Yeah, that can only put their stick on the ice and have backdoor tap-ins? Is it? Is it not nice to have exciting goals that brings fans out of their seats? Like, like what? If you're going to skill it up, you have to get ready to punch in the face. No, that's exactly what's wrong with this sport. That's why Paul Korea was losing his mind his whole career that the this sport rewards thuggery more than skill has been a big problem for a long time they won't even show hits and fights on highlight reels on nhl.com you go watch highlights you won't find any of that stuff there's a very weird relationship between violence and entertainment in this sport and for context less on nash and more for beagle the zegras goal comes at 942 now the ducks beat the coyotes five nothing so the Coyotes are not having a fun night. Zegras scores the goal, 942 of the first. The Beagle breakdown, the meltdown, happens at 1423 of the third. So it's... It may or may not be related. Who more knows? than, But you, you get the feeling that this is... The temperatures are high. He's pissed off. Maybe it's these young guys trying to skill it up. Who knows? But I don't... Uh, this is not going well for, for Nash. And I don't know that he cares. I don't know the guy. I've talked to him a few times. Can't tell you what kind of guy he is. Uh, is this a guy who's going to apologize? Do we hear from Tyson Nash coming out today and saying, you know, heat of the moment, whatever? Or does he just say nothing and because that's what he thinks and that's what he believes? I don't know that he was lying in the moment. No, it's definitely what he believes. It's just the exact opposite of what the league wants. The league made a loophole to get Trevor Zegers to the All-Star game. He didn't get voted in. How'd that go? Did he give us like something we'd never seen before? And it was like, wow, look at young fan base getting engaged. Look at new fans to hockey saying, wow, look at this move into the mainstream for, oh my gosh, look how talented these guys are. He doesn't want this guy. He doesn't want that. He'd rather have another anonymous blue collar fourth liner that does nothing special, that does nothing to grow the game. Sorry, bud. It's not outskilling. It's it's trying to win. It was the first period. It's a two nothing game when he does that. You think that's embarrassing a team? That's him trying to score because he's good at that. That's a harder save for that goaltender to make than him keeping it on the ice on his backhand. Sorry. Trying to win. Yeah, I don't... uh, None of it seems to... uh, None of it jives for me. And you know what? Maybe Tyson Nash's job description is to get clicks and have people tune into the broadcast and not really care if he's right or wrong, but be interesting. He did that. I was going to say that's, that's his job description. Maybe that's exactly what he wants. Maybe that's this is going perfectly for him. I don't know. The broadcast radio TV for whatever, for, for a market like Arizona, you're going to be very pro Coyotes. You're going to be you know, no cheering in the press box. There's absolutely cheering on your broadcast. We've seen Jack uh, Jack Edwards do it in Boston. That's how it goes uh, for a lot of markets in the U.S., but that probably takes it a little bit far. I I don't. I, I kind of wonder if he says something today, because he has been raked over the course of the weekend on social media and in the whatever media all across the hockey landscape. And I don't think he's that guy. Well, and to to be clear here, when he's suggesting that skill is a problem, like this is hockey, 
the goals on the scoreboard, that's what wins games. So you're telling me someone's better than you? He gets to get punched in the face? Come on now. Peter Galindo, Sportsnet, coming up in hour number three. We'll look around uh, as well. The hockey discussion continues. The uh, Keith Yandel had his Ironman streak ended, I guess, by Mike Yo. Is that discussion? How does that one go? We'll talk about it coming up in hour three. Sportsnet 960, the fan.